through the hallways of academia and on the face of the moon the footprints of conquest haven't left us any room to say Greetings and welcome to the 26th edition podcast of Women's Liberation Radio News. My name is Julia Beck. I'm a lesbian radical feminist who's had it up to here with lesbian and dare I say female erasure. I'm proud to represent the first letter of the alphabet soup, but I wonder if it's time to pour out given the unrelenting violence committed against us by our so-called family. Thank you for tuning in because this podcast is a call out for that bullshit. The team at WLRN produces a monthly radio broadcast to break the sound barrier women are blocked by under the status quo rule of men. This blocking of women's discourse we see in all sectors of society, be they conservative, liberal, mainstream, progressive, or radical. The thread that runs through all of American politics, except for separatist feminism, is male dominance and entitlement in all spheres. This month's edition focuses on butch lesbians. You'll hear segments of interviews we conducted with Pippa Fleming, Paula Jealous, and several attendees of the Cinema Sisters Festival. Finally, Sekhmet Shiaul offers her thoughts on butches in this edition's commentary. Before we dig into this special and important edition, here are today's woman-related headlines presented by Maya. Last month, the San Francisco Public Library together with a local group of transgender activists known as the Degenderates, mounted an exhibit of art and weapons with blatantly misogynist overtones. The exhibit included axes and baseball bats and t-shirts splashed with red paint to indicate blood. One shirt in particular read, I punch turfs. After this exhibit was heavily criticized by radical feminists, the museum removed said t-shirt. However, the rest of the exhibit remained. In response, feminists put together an online counter-exhibit to spread awareness to the general public and to the San Francisco Library about the misogyny of gender identity politics and the silencing of women by trans activists through the use of the slur turf. Women posted pictures of themselves holding up signs recounting the things they had done or said that had led to them being branded a turf, along with the hashtag, I was called turf. This counter-exhibit demonstrates how simply acknowledging the existence of female biology or the right to sex-based protections had earned women the label of bigots, and that TERF, which stands for trans-exclusive radical feminist, is just a substitute for other misogynist laws to silence women who speak up against misogyny. Campaign founder Sam Reitker, a black woman living in the Bay Area who has an intersectional analysis of trans politics, explains. This exhibit came to our attention because of a tank top that was featured as a best-fated eye punch turf. It had fake blood on it. And a lot of people, including myself, were very disturbed at how this was advocating violence against women. 
And the reason we were disturbed by this is because we know from our own experience and observation that TERF is just a synonym for women who are disobedient to gender identity politics. We don't believe any publicly funded organization would have agreed to host or partner with anyone who calls for violence against any other ethnic minority. I don't believe that if a shirt had said, I punch black people or I punch Jews, that the public library would have felt comfortable partnering with that. There were calls to punch women, and no one seemed to be bothered by that, nor did anyone question the premise that punching so-called turfs was about self-defense. Our first campaign was a Twitter campaign that targeted the San Francisco Public Library. We were focused on letting them know what turf meant. And in response, we got over 100 admissions from women coming from different parts of the country, and I think a few from out of the United States, sharing their experience with what was being called turf and what that had meant for them. There are women who have been physically threatened. There are women who have been ostracized in their communities. There are women who have been fired from their jobs, who have suffered a number of harm. For things that would seem innocuous to most people, what, what proponents of gender identity politics would have us believe is that turfs are these bigots, and as bigots, they're trying to harm trans people. But if we actually listen to the stories that these women are sharing, a lot of it has to do with statements of biology. A lot of the accusations of being a turf were centered on things like just asking questions and pointing out some glaring logical inconsistencies in trans politics. What we would like to do is have a physical setup or perhaps even a traveling visit where we can go to different locations and share these stories with other people so that they can see for themselves what happens when women are slurred and what happens when a woman can be told that violence against her is progressive and, you know, her disobedience to a political view warrants aggression against her. I've seen lesbians talking about how they've been ostracized, they've been threatened for simply saying that they are attracted to female bodies. And I think people need to understand that if a lesbian can be called a turf for saying that penises are not included in her dating pool, there are strong homophobic implications attached to that. I'm very shocked that those who call themselves progressive are simply not connecting how absolutely bigoted it is to tell someone that they must be straight or they must consider heterosexuality or bisexuality. Otherwise, they are bigoted. They seem that in the service of, you know, proving their allyship, people are willing to sidestep glaring logical inconsistencies so they can seem like proper allies. And I think we need to get past this idea that we have to support any and everything that someone declares oppressive and, you know, that someone declares themselves an oppressed minority, we must support it unquestioningly. We're supposed to be asking questions about the politics we're being told to believe. Our ultimate goal is just to really present the question of how little women matter in this world, where a man can claim to be a woman and it seems that everyone is rushing to defend this idea, even if it means threatening women with violence. This campaign is ongoing. On the 26th of May, radical feminist and lesbian activist Magdalene Burns posted on Twitter that she had been assaulted by a man on the street and had suffered head injuries. Another man who tried to help her was beaten unconscious. 
There has been no coverage of the incident by any mainstream LGBT media source. Burns said that there was CCTV footage of the attack. However, there have since been no updates and her assailant is still at large. Last week, four women who identified as non-binary queers assaulted a lesbian as she exited the Grey Fox pub, a gay bar in St. Louis, Missouri. The victim was branded a turf over a year prior to this attack because she referred to one of the women as female. One of her assailants, who was also an employee of the bar, told her to leave. When she refused, the assailant made the male bartender pressure her to leave, claiming that she was misgendering them. Four women waited outside for her to leave the bar, then violently assaulted her in a clearly premeditated attack. After the attack, the four women bragged on social media about how much they had hurt her. One of them, Jessie Lee Hereford, posted on Twitter, quote, Swear to God, if I see that tough bitch in me and my friend safe space again, she is going the fuck down, unquote. Once again, the slur was used to incite violence against a woman, a lesbian, for refusing to kowtow to gender ideology. So much for a safe space. On the 27th of May, in a protest against gender identity legislation, approximately 20 women walked into the men's pool in Hampstead, North London. This was part of a nationwide campaign started on Mumsnet called Man Friday, which encouraged women to identify as men on Fridays to protest against gender self-identification laws. While the women's pool had changed its rules last December, permitting entry to transgender males who identify as women, the protesters on Friday were removed from the premises by the police when the men at the pool started objecting. Amy Desir, 30, who led the protest, said, quote, We are here to raise awareness. There's a legal consultation due to come out this summer asking for the law to change to say that any man that says he is a woman can get all the legal protections that women do. Unquote. Back in March, she and a transgender male named Jane were on Good Morning Britain to answer questions. I don't think that men are really getting the idea at the moment that it's not just about people like Jane. It's about any man who doesn't have to make any changes to their appearance or their behaviour, mm. who have been socialised and brought up as men, um, who can just one day decide mm. that they fancy going into women's spaces and be accepted. I think that women need to be able to say that we have legal protections in law that are open only to women and that needs to be respected. There's a petition going to Parliament at the moment on the Government Petitions website calling for women to be consulted. Mm. In 2018, women are having to petition for that right. Mm. Earlier this month, in a historic victory for women's rights, Ireland repealed the Eighth Amendment of its constitution, which enshrined a right to life for the unborn and outlawed almost all abortions, even in cases of rape, incest, fatal fetal abnormality or non-life-threatening risk to maternal health. 66.4% of constituents voted to decriminalise abortion. Now, Northern Ireland is the only part of the UK where abortion is illegal. On Saturday, women protested against this by dressing as handmaidens and taking illegal termination pills in front of the police outside Belfast's main court buildings. To circumvent the country's laws about assisting in abortions, the pills were distributed by robots which were being controlled from the Netherlands. The robots, which were also seized by the police, were part of a collaboration between Women on Waves and Women on Web, organizations who provide advice and support to access abortion safely, and feminist group Rosa in Northern Ireland.
The Labour Party, who had previously allowed a man called David Lewis to stand for election as a women's officer in Basingstoke, has since suspended his candidacy. Lewis had been allowed to stand for the post of women's officer, a position that involves encouraging women to join the party and generally speaks for women, their concerns and their experiences, because he self-identifies as a woman on Wednesdays between 6.50am and midnight. In an attempt to bring attention to the absurdity of gender identity laws, he said, quote, My womanness is expressed by my saying that I self-identify as a woman now and again on Wednesdays. I make no changes in my behavior or my appearance. I keep my name David and my male pronouns. I wear the same sort of clothes I wear the rest of the week. I keep my beard. I enjoy the full womanness of my beard, unquote. In addition to suspending Lewis's candidacy, the Labour Party has doubled down on its policy of including trans-identified males in potential women's party roles. Earlier this month, nine women sued Naomi's House, a shelter for single homeless women in California, for housing a transgender male who sexually harassed them in the shower. The women had to shower in groups at the shelter, which is meant to be a safe space for vulnerable women. The administrators of the shelter blamed federal law which says that they have to treat a person identifying as a woman as a woman and that there is no way to prove whether it's true. A transgender male filed a human rights complaint against a spa called Mad Wax in Windsor for refusing to offer him a Brazilian wax. The spa refused because the male employee who usually offers hair removal for men was on sick leave. The female employee working that day was a practicing Muslim who refrains from physical contact with males outside of her family. The customer claims he was denied services based on his gender identity and gender expression and is seeking $50,000 for, quote, immense harm to my dignity, unquote. Noura Hussain, a 90-year-old woman in Sudan, was sentenced to death for killing her rapist in self-defense. Noura, who was married when she was 16, fled to her aunt's house where she took refuge for three years before she was tricked by her family into returning to her husband's house. When she returned, her husband raped her with his family's assistance. When he attempted to rape her a second time, she stabbed him and fled to her own family, who then handed her over to the police. The death penalty was confirmed when the husband's family rejected the possibility of financial compensation and requested she be executed instead. Nora is now appealing this verdict. Earlier this week, Ruth Barrett, organizer and editor of the feminist anthology Female Erasure, was no platform from the Gaya Goddess Gathering, a festival aiming to promote the spiritual growth of women. Ruth Barrett, a Dianic priestess, was branded a turf for not allowing trans-identified males into her female-only rituals which celebrate the female body and the divinity of women. The Baltimore Transgender Alliance is celebrating Pride Month with an event called Queer Crush, which the organizer calls an all-inclusive dance party. However, the event description warns that turfs will be hung by their necks, openly inciting violence against women. The word turf, which is used as a misogynist and homophobic slur, has been used especially to harass lesbians and feminists. The use of this word for an invite to such an event is characteristic of the marginalization of lesbians in the LGBT community. After pushback from women recognizing the language for what it was, the event description was changed, removing the blatant call to violence against women-identified women. Still, the slur remains. And the language of the event conflates non-violent gender critical beliefs with extremely violent action. Come on, baby.
That was Katie Lang and Melissa Etheridge together on You Can Sleep While I Drive. Our first interview today is with Pippa Fleming. Pippa is a proud black butch lesbian, a longtime feminist, performance artist, and storyteller. Sekhmet Sheowl spoke with her about the trials and meaning of her butch existence. What does butch mean to you? Because I know it means different things to different women. Coming from, I, I'm a Yoruba, I practice the Yoruba tradition, which is a West African tradition that comes out of Nigeria, the Yoruba people. I was baptized in that tradition in 1988. Um, and I am also a daughter of the um of the divine mothers of the planet. So I have some spiritual beliefs and I have some beliefs that the world so for me, uh, which I'm a, we are people. Um, I, we are the warriors. We are the front line. We we are loyalists to the cause of female. We are loyalists to the cause of humanity. We are loyalists to the cause of the safety of the female. We are loyalists to the cause of the safety of this divine female planet. We embody the warrior. So I have always seen myself as a patron and a protector of this planet. 
and the divine female, as well as all the other human beings and species on the planet. But which, uh, what I really appreciated about some of the aspect of Black Panther is showing that female warrior. Uh, in, we are a people. Warriors are people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not an idea. Warriors contain belief systems within them. Everybody's not a warrior. Everybody doesn't work for some time. People are in the middle. People are in the back. People are in behind. People underground. But warriors are those who walk the front line. Warriors are the ones who go out into the world and report back to the people what is going on. It's actually a role in society. So that is how I see myself. It is my role. It is my duty to serve the divine female, um, to keep my health in shape, to know how to protect literally, cosmically, energetically. Mm -hmm. Uh, The... uh, my so oftentimes people look at oh pushes through your clothing. Well, I'm a nudist. I prefer to walk around naked with the malong on if it, if it were up to me. And I choose to be not clothed a lot of times at my home if I I walk around topless. I don't to be clothing as what is RuPaul's say. I forget something. Whatever you're born and then the rest is drag. Yeah. Uh, I love that because you're born naked. So right. It, it always has been used to me like, why is that? Because in the African culture, men wear sarongs and, you know, there's plenty of men, you know, people wear kilts. So this whole notion of really describing an article of clothing to a sex really just disturbs me, period. It's just, I find that very disturbing. Yeah, it's uh, really weird and crazy. And, 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 you know, people fighting over that. Right. You can put me in a skirt and I'm still going to come off as butch. Right. That wart, that yeah. uh, masculine male divinity. Um, I'm one of those um, who is loyal to my tribe, tribes women. Um, and to hold that in this lifetime and to see the the the, the generational responses to warriors who hold that line is just striking to me. I never thought that I would be rendered invisible in these times. I never thought that people would disrespect me, even within my own community mm-hmm. as a butch woman. I never it makes, I, I've wept so many times over it. I'm rendered completely invisible within my own community. In fact, I get seen more and respected more outside of my community than I do inside my community currently. And there's a lot of different reasons for that. Um, it, to be a woman who, and I, people have all di- di- different degrees of how they see their butchness, as we both know. Um, go about their butchness. Um, I am also a butch who is split right down the middle in terms of how I look. So I look like male and I look like female. And that really freaks people out. Mm. Freaks people out. 
there's certainly more conversation now with trans with the transgender movement and the transgender identity, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now because of transgender identity and the visibility of transgender people, um, my identity as a butch often gets linked with transgender identity. Right. And because I'm a female that passes as, I pass as a man. I pass as a man in my own community. So when people talk about getting misgendered, I'm misgendered by transgender people. I'm misgendered by everybody all day long. <laughs> all day long. Um, so that's been something I've had to deal with um, my entire life is what it means to be a female who looks like both sexes. That is a burden. Um, it's a burden I've always carried. It's um, There are plenty of butch women who, who pass as female. There's some, you know, so we're all, we, 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 we ride the spectrum in terms of our physical appearance. Uh, I am one who, like I say, split right down the middle. I don't use the women's bathroom. It's not safe for me. I cannot use the women's bathroom. It just doesn't happen. It's, it's just, and I used to get horrible urinary tract infections to hold my bladder because using the women's room is not safe for me. So I really, and I'm trying to engage people around this conversation because people just talk about that around transgender identity mm-hmm. as opposed to what does it mean to be a person who just cannot pass as their sex? Right. 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 Period. Yeah. Okay. Period. So there's such a battle going on, and every around transgender identity, who's who, who's well, who gets it, and meanwhile, many of us are missing from the conversation. I don't identify as transgender. I cannot use the women's bathroom. I've had the police called on me. I've been midstream urinating, holding the door as security, trying to bust in and tell me I'm a man. Um, with my, I finally decided to try using the men's bathroom, and I went to a Frito Kahlo exhibit at um, in San Francisco, and I had to urinate so badly that it was just like, you can't punish yourself like this. So I went into the bathroom, and these women were acting. They went off the chain, screaming, yelling at me. There's a man in here. And I'm like, I'm not a man. So even when I would tell them I'm a woman, it didn't matter. People see what they want to see. Right. Because I do look masculine. It's people, it's very hard for them to release their own thinking. And that was it. I cried. I left. I cried. I broke. I said, I can't handle this anymore. I'm tired. I just want to urinate. Yeah. <laughs> All I want to do is urinate. I wanted to ask you about that specific intersection of being black and lesbian and butch, because obviously that each, each of those elements of who you are makes the other elements you know affects the experience of being the rest of it you know as opposed to if you were a white butch lesbian or if you were um a very feminine 
lesbian of any race you know like the fact that you are all three of these things black and butch and lesbian Mm -hmm. that i mean i don't know to me that's like it doesn't get any harder than that (laughs) which is why a lot of people it's like well if it's some people are like well if it's easier for me to just say a man and identify as trans well give me take some of that heat off some of that heat off. It's a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, and I don't walk in, one doesn't, I don't place a hierarchy of, on which one is more important. They're all fucking important. They're always off the chain. They're equally a struggle for me. Yeah. I don't place one on the other. I'm not a split being in that way. Right. Um, so it's a very daunting, heavy load. You have to be ex- exceptionally resilient, exceptionally strong, and you better learn how to be alone. It's a lonely road. It's a hard road, but it was not, I would never change my life because I'm being my authentic self. Right. And when you're, you are, when you are your authentic self, um, can't nobody take that from you. And those are things that the dominant culture, patriarchy, puts upon me. It's nothing that, you know, yes, I've internalized those things. Yes, I've had to look at those things. Yes, I've had to unpack that shit and and, and exercise it from my being and take on practices um, literally, spiritually, so that I am protected from that energy. Because I'm always on stage uh-huh. <laughs> always on stage I'm always being looked at um, uh, my, my, my reality if anybody's asking me about transgender my reality intersects with black men right? because I'm seen as a black man right? people are definitely afraid of black men okay so, heterosexual uh, black men and I have many things that intersect because if you're perceived as a black male, you're a threat. I, I have so many encounters or near encounters with the police. Mm-hmm. I had to train by, I walk out, I prepare myself. When I walk out my door, I prepare myself like a black man has to prepare himself. Okay. Um, when I go into the, when I when those times when I use the women's bathroom, that white woman's fear of the black man is so palatable. When I I live in Milton, Massachusetts, a very affluent community, every single time I walk down my out my door, within ten minutes, I can guarantee you a police car is gonna pass me by. I've had the police called on me living in my own neighborhood in Oakland, sitting in my car, just standing outside of my. So I have to deal with the double indignity of, okay, so, okay, I get the bitch slap of being a black woman, but I also get the vitriol and the fear of the black man. 
And I never get to talk about that. Never get to speak about that experience. And has that is has that been your experience pretty much all your life? So even since you were a kid, I would say you know um, I, I've been stopped by the police when I was a little girl, guns drawn. I've been arrested by Oakland PD, guns drawn. Um, it, it you know walking down the street, being perceived as a black man. Um, so when I go into the, just, just, just a scare and try to get white women to address that. Oh, and white lesbians, oh no, they won't touch that with a 10 foot pole. Because their racism gets exposed. Their fear of black men gets exposed. People are definitely afraid of black men. I get it every day. I can walk down the street, white women. <laughs> I know what. It's cool. I had to be. I had to learn how to walk this planet as a black man, but it's important for my survival. Mm-hmm. I can't be with a woman who doesn't know how dangerous it is for me to be in the world. Yeah. Or the possible ditch. I don't walk around the streets in fear. I walk around the streets prepared. And that's a difference. Right. You know, there are actually young butchers and people who present in their uh, gender that are walking around these streets in fear. Mm-hmm. I don't walk the streets in fear. I've had to do a lot of work, training, and I, I'm, I'm not going to walk in freedom and fear. It is, it's, 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 this is what you are doing to me. This is the mean you're trying to make me equate myself with fear. No, no. So speak out, speak over, speak under, speak through the noise. Speak loud so I can hear you. I want to know. Next up is a discussion on Butch Identity Thistle had with Bim Burns, Felon Evans, Ashley, and Amos at the Cinema Sisters Film Festival in Paducah, Kentucky over the past Memorial Day weekend. You were talking about androgyny as a thing back in the day. Go ahead. I'm Bim, and I started doing the Boston bars in a particular bar in Boston about 1969, and the people there were totally into butch femme and divided you as such. And my partner and I came in and we were sort of like at the beginning of the androgynous movement, which that was the time of Sonny and Cher, and it's right well we couldn't tell the men from the women to begin with. And that's where we found butches. We were women, we were lesbians, and we weren't 
going to be defined except as an androgynous. And so we really weren't. And so who were the butches back then? And how did you distinguish? In the bars at that point, we had, they distinguished many different types. We had uh, the butches that in the outside world, world war men's clothing and passed as men in order for, for jobs. Yeah, it tended to be blue-collar, chef work. One of them was an engineer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Right. And it was only was in the bars that they could let loose and say, I'm really a lesbian. Yeah. And a lesbian was, was the word at, at that time. And uh, in all honesty, the butchier I was mm. on the outside, the more feminine my underwear was. <laughs> Earlier in the discussion, you were talking about how it's this internal something that comes from within. Like, Which is the misnomer. But when I came out, I came out into andro world, right? Everyone was androgynous. We all wore blue jeans and t-shirts and boots, right? And flannel um, shirts. And flannel shirts. But I hung out with some old school dykes who were like Jackie, who was a gener- you know, 10 years older than me, who taught me a lot about what butch femme meant. And I think, here's what I think some of the, the, the descriptions are. That butches live in their body differently. They move differently than femmes do. That they sit in their body mm-hmm. in a more uh, embedded way. That femmes use their sexuality as a call and response to butches. Could you say that one more time? It's a great analogy. You're talking about eggs. Eggs yeah. is a perfect metaphor for... So- that butches are hard-boiled on the outside and all goo on the inside. And femmes are soft on the outside and hard-boiled on the inside. Right. Butches don't exist without femmes. And femmes don't exist without butches. It's a symbiotic relationship. In its ideal form, because we we know there's domestic violence in the lesbian community. We know this. You know. Right. But when you start reading like that feminist theory, like by Sheila Jeffries and stuff, she definitely has this criticism of of the butch femme dichotomy and says that it's following patriarchy and patriarchal sex based gender roles of, you know, the femme wearing the, you know, the skirts and viewed that way. But it's not necessarily not necessarily. But in statistically speaking, in lesbian relationships, there can be this element and dynamic playing out when there's a situation of domestic abuse. And that's not to say... Domestic abuse is not necessarily from the butchers. Okay. Right. That's a whole other... In lesbian community, it's a a whole other issue. That goes always. Yeah. It does because I was abused in a lesbian relationship. And the woman who abused me, I don't know how she now identifies. What does that mean to be a stone butch? From my experience, um, she didn't want me to do anything to her. She wanted to be in complete control, and she couldn't surrender to yeah. me. So you mean sexually? sexually. Stone butch. They don't have sexual pleasure? Oh, they do. Oh, yeah, she's oh, like, sexual but, pleasure, but it's on her own terms. Yeah. And like giving own, it. Exactly. Right. A stone butch is, is makes love to someone else, but you can't make love to her. Right. Never put your finger in a diet. Exactly. She wouldn't even <laughs> let me touch her breasts. Like, she wouldn't let me even do that. So what kind of dynamic do you think this is? Like, in terms of the larger picture of, well, you know, patriarchy, but then also our own women's community. Like, if this is a type, a butch, a stone butch, you know, 
it's something that's known within the culture. What put it there? How did it evolve? Where did it come from? Some of it was was during the time the police were raiding the bars and they would round up the butchers and then within jail. Was that in the 80s? Oh, earlier, 50s. 70s, 50s, 50s? 50s. okay. Going, going way back, and they would rape and sexually abuse these women yeah. in jail by the police. And I can see not being touched. Can you imagine what they want? True. Yeah. And she did have a history of abuse and being, yeah. being right. Abuse is something that gets talked about in lesbian community in a way that it doesn't get talked about in straight community. Or maybe even gay gay male community. Right. Oh, okay. Right, right. It's a different. And, and I think that that. Different women and different groups of women have different ways of dealing with it. I had a friend who was a stone butch, and she explained to me that she she was very ashamed of her body. Mm-hmm. And also to kind of have someone touch your breast makes you a woman. Right. And if you are being women who don't yet understand the power of being a female. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing I also want to make clear. It's not like butches aren't women. Right. Butches are. I, oh, many definitely. butches accept fully their kind of femaleness. But they, yet there's, you're saying in the stone butch, which is a distinct type within the butch heading, I, it's a is, to is she's, she's yeah. having a hard time with her female body. Yeah, they all and, feel power in the And so what's body. the difference between a stone butch and a trans man uh-huh. in today's language? Uh-huh. Well, I... I know many trans men who like to have sex and like to be made love. And they feel good about their female body. If they felt good about their female body, why would they be binding their breasts then? Well, you know. So let's not get off on trans because that kind of that brings us to the current moment, and maybe we're still in the past here a little bit. All of us that are talking to you now identify as women and identify as lesbians. Exactly. And part of it, and I love Sheila Jeffries. Part of where she's wrong. Is there there are differences with butch femme and male and female, right? And one of them is that for many men, their gig is they want to get off, right? Mm-hmm. For many butches, their gig is they want their femme. Always true. Yeah. yeah. And that's a different that's a different dynamic. And butches are not always tops. Right. I, lo- I love me some butch bottoms. You know? <laughs> It's complicated, right? Even though we're in a woman born woman loving community, you can't just shake off all this stuff. So there's this baggage that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. And being able to dissect it, I think, and have an appreciation of history and how the women evolved through time and where it all comes from, I think is going to help us to really live out our mission of being that woman-loving, woman-born, woman-centered universe, yoni-verse (laughs) in the femisphere. (laughs) I I think where we get off base is is women who are don't want to be seen as being femme because they see femme as being weak. And Jackie Anderson, who is uh, an an a powerful African American theorist, um, explained to me one time, part of the problem with you white women is who who were, up until like the 80s, who were the white female role models? Marilyn Monroe, capital D victim. Who were the black female role models? Tina Turner kicked her some ass, right? So 
Although her partner really abused her, right? And she stayed with him. And and then she left and then she triumphed. Oh my gosh, yeah. So white women and black women had different female role models, right? right? Up until like the Madonna thing, which uh, took us in a different direction from Marilyn. So many people don't want to identify, many lesbians don't want to identify with being femme because they see it as being weak or feminine. And I don't see femme as feminines. The femmes I've, many of the femmes I've known are physically strong, use power tools, will kick your ass, are verbally, can be very verbally aggressive. Can we just they say they're to. not femmes though? Can they just be women that they identify, they identify, they identify and themselves as femmes? Is the important thing what the individual yeah. identifies? There's gotta be a way for women to just say I'm a woman. There and, absolutely is. You know, there absolutely not everyone is butch femme, and, and that's okay. Yeah. But if we're talking about butch femme, we have to we have to identify what that is. And I think the differences are butches live in their body differently. There's a different emotional response. All right. So now we've got Amos is going to talk. I've got gotcha. you. Oh, go ahead, Amos. So. Yeah. yeah. Depending upon what community you came out in was whether you were considered or, or had to self-identify as butch or femme. What was butch in one community might very well be considered very femme in another. Uh, the mores of different bars, different communities differed. Like in, uh, in one bar that I frequented in one city coming out, there was something called the butch's dance. And God forbid a femme got up to participate in that dance, whether she self-identified as a butch, if the community didn't identify her as butch, she got driven off the dance floor. Mm. So, and did, is that a form of woman-on-woman oppression somehow, or you know, what is I, that? I, I think it was, I, it's, it's like the butch is going out and doing a mating dance, yeah. is what it was. Yeah. They, were, and, they were strutting. Right, and identity does not exist. There are community agreements about what this means. It's mm-hmm. the same thing as someone who comes in to a community, is married to a man, has never slept with a woman, goes home to him every night, um, and still fucks men, doesn't fuck women, and calls herself right. a lesbian. Yeah. Doesn't mean the community has to accept that identity. Right. Mm-hmm. It gets really, really confusing why we were sort of off air. Uh, the question, so one of the women said, I've always thought of you as, as butch, and yet in reality, I, in today's terms, I would consider myself a soft butch, and I would think others would consider myself a soft butch, but I'm still not into the butch spam thing, because the women that I'm attracted to also would be considered soft butches. So that makes you so a homosexual. I, 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 I love it. Oh, that's great. Sheila Jeffries, I hope you're listening to that. I love it. One point you remarked about two women we know about, it's two butches together, and you're just not sure how that works with them, because they're both strong butches. I think, too, to bring it up current, now I identify as an andro-femme. Okay. So when I, when I came out, butchers and femmes dressed alike. 
right? right. We all wore blue jeans and flannel shirts. We dressed alike. We knew who was butch. We knew who was femme. We knew that there. How'd you know if you were all dressing alike? It had nothing to do. with It was the way that internal thing you that, were talking hey, about. Hey, how do you know gaydar? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. Okay. Right. It's, it's, all right. It's the, it was an energetic thing. It's that glance thing. in the eye. It, it's a call and response. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a I mating like dance. Response. It's a, yeah. Okay. Famous said, like the butchers would do a mating dance. The femmes couldn't be there because they were performing it for the femmes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the butch strut of all those years at yeah. Mishfem. Right. Think about it, it was a butch strut, strut and the femme parade. And now, oh, what funny. has happened, I think, is that the same way that butch has morphed into trans men, femme has morphed into highly sexualized, corseted. Restriction, right? Uh, exactly. And so this is where, as fem we as feminists analyzing what's happening in yeah. society, understand this is a misogynistic thrust in both camps, you know. And that's why I think it's good to dig deep and analyze any sort of butch femme type of dichotomy. Mm -hmm. Look at all of the different things that flow from that, yeah. and be able to love women. As women, just women, that's it. You know, adult females, like maybe even moving a little bit away from always having to sexualize the female, always having to think about her sexuality. And, you know, not that we wouldn't enjoy that in our own quarters, but that it's not our personhood. It's we're citizens of matriarchy, you know. <laughs> anyway, right. to me, it's important to be true to ourselves, whatever that self is, and going back to the butch strut in the femme parade in some years I was in both because I'm comfortable right. enough with myself and my body and right. it's play and the playful you uh, know and that was with the tug of war at family too they, they, people would switch sides yeah. you know like they would just all of a sudden jump to the other side right let me hear from Ashley about how you came out and what how you settled on where you are um, well, when I, I mean, when I first came out, I was, I, honestly, I was, I mean, I was with a man, um, and then until I met my first partner um, when I was 21, and she was a stone butch, and mm. so I was just, I mean, I, I didn't know what to do, you know, I thought that that's how it was, like, I thought that, you know, she, I was attracted to her, and she didn't want me to touch her, and I thought that's how it was in, in lesbian relationships. Mm. So, I, I mean, that was just my starting point. Um, so I was with her for nine years. Um, you know, she was abusive, and I finally left her. And then my next partner was also a butch, but she liked for me to touch her. And so that was kind of confusing because I was like, wait a minute. I thought, you know, it was the same thing. Like, she's a stone butch. I'm not supposed to touch her. She's just supposed to pleasure me. So then I discovered that it's not like that, um, that she actually wanted me to touch her, but it was under, like, it couldn't be, like, I couldn't do certain things to her. And it was also about control. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, and then she was like, she, she would always used to say, um, you need to try a femme. If you want to do, if you want to touch women, you need to be with them. Oh, weird. Oh, so I was oh, like, well, yeah. I guess I need to try a femme then. Yeah. Because I do. I want both. Like, I, yeah. want, I want both. Yeah. And I want to feel equally met. Right. And, you know, Sheila Jeffries talks about that, that sexy is equality. Let's make equality yeah. sexy instead yeah. of someone being dominant and someone being right. Right. submissive and, you know, hiding our feelings and feeling, you know, feeling ashamed yeah. of our bodies, whatever. No, let's make sexy butch equality. <laughs> a butch bottom. A butch bottom. Yeah. A butch bottom is a butcher likes to be fucked. Mm -hmm. The old expression of 
Ma'am, yeah. Uh, Butch on the street. Ma'am on the street. That's what I've actually arrived to now. How do you feel about the world today and lesbians in the world and what the role of lesbians is in the larger world that, you know, is shaped by men for men's power and privilege. How is lesbianism in the larger picture out there? In my opinion, yeah. women, lesbians are the healers of the planet. Lesbians are the healers of the planet. Uh-huh. And we set standards of Egalitarian, yeah. thank you, existence that doesn't exist to the same extent that exists in the best of our relationships. And I'm not saying they exist in all of our relationships, because we're not. We're all as fucked up as the rest of the population. But we have mothers and sisters that are more apt to call us on our shit, um, sometimes with less love than we might like. Um, but I think that the lesbian model of society that I do in our relationship what I am best at, and it may or may not be what society at large says I should be doing in relation with you. But we decide that mutually between ourselves, what I do and what you do. And, and as what, equals. And what, uh, what we do together. If it's not equal, then there's consensus, or there should be, but there's just as much effed up lesbian relationships are that there are at the big world because the patriarchy has fucked us all over. So we've learned bad models. But, but the best examples that the lesbian community provides gives us examples for all of humanity on how to relate to one another as one another. But intellectually, I would take issue with this. Mm -hmm. I think it, it's absolutely true and Lesbians as the healers of the world also puts women, women right back into that yeah. nurturing yeah. role. We just, again, if we are, because women are. It's women kind are of right. like when people idealize children, too, and say that the, they're the future. They're the ones that are going to make these big vacuum cleaners to clean up the plastic in the ocean yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I see a big difference between the lesbian feminists. Yes. And the lesbian in the outside world that yeah. is not a feminist. I yeah. think that where we get our sisterhood is mostly from the feminism part of us. But I want to go back to what you said about um, it being like a call and response because that's mm. why I don't like to identify as either because sure. I feel like I flow in and out depending on that call and response. Like for yeah. some people, some people bring out in me that I want to completely surrender to them. But then for some people, I want to be the one well, to be tough. Right. So it's a negotiation. It's yeah. A, yeah. There's an old term going back to the old days. Your butch femme or kai kai. And kai oh, yeah. kai was very much looked down on. There was a woman who would sometimes express clothing wise in, in every which way as a butch and other times as a femme. And I think we're now expanding to we're being truer to ourselves and our needs. Almost okay. like the old Kai Kai has become something good. Oh, okay. Instead of a pejorative. But, the, but it's also conflating top and bottom with butch and femme. Right. Those, those don't mesh. They no, don't no. mesh. They don't mesh. I mean, it's like, you know, I've had lovers who have been butch bottoms, and they're like on their back instantly yes. to me, yes. right? And they don't want another butch to do them. They want a femme, a femme to, to do, do them. them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and then there's reciprocity, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that also happens. 
and even, you know, not abuse, but even playing with dominance and submissiveness, that aspect of it too. You play with it. If it, if it becomes like a rigid rule, then it's not playful anymore, and it's right. not healthy anymore. Gosh, I just, you know, when I was growing up in high school, I would I fell in love with all my best friends, and I would just have these very innocent, but yet, I don't know, effervescent type spiritual experiences of us holding hands and like running through this field together and you know and (laughs) and yes it was very romantic and it was very egalitarian and it was very much like embracing your own self in your sister Mm -hmm. as an equal and 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 i think that to me that's the goal of lesbianism so what butch and femme provides is that for sex to remain vibrant in a relationship For lesbians, you have to have similarity, another woman. You also have to have difference, because without Mm -hmm. difference, you don't create sexual tension. And butch femme creates sexual tension. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. That was my entry point. Yeah. I I get you. I didn't have any other perspective. Right. How wonderful to evolve. It's so wonderful. That was Mitch Fest Blues by Nidra Johnson. While at the film festival, Thistle caught up with Paula Jealous, a butch lesbian speaking her truth about existing in the world as quote-unquote gender non-conforming women. What is butch lesbianism exactly? Do you consider yourself a butch lesbian? Yes. Uh, the tie doesn't make me a butch lesbian, but uh, I think uh, 
being a butch lesbian, I want to wear the tie. Uh, but to me, butch lesbian is uh, females loving females, women loving women. And uh, a lot of people say it's masculine women. And sometimes I go back and forth, whether it's patriarchy, whether it's status quo of why we're always compared to males, why we always have to define ourselves by male terms. So butch women are butch women, and they know they're butch, and femmes know they're butch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where did the term butch come from? Well, there's some different uh, etymology to that. Um, there might have come from like the bull daggers and from uh, when men were considered butch. And I, I don't, I don't have a lot of that etymology. You think I should know the terminology more? Whether it was really in the 50s with the working class women, uh, but I, again, it comes from more male terms. So. Yeah, so how does butch lesbianism fit into the goals of feminism, the radical feminist movement? I believe that butch lesbians, we are the original gender nonconformists. We are the, the firewall against the patriarchy. We are everything that stands against stereotypical status quo uh, heteronormativity, that we love women and we look like men, but we're not men, we're not males, we don't want to be men. We want, you know, we want to, we present how we present. I mean, clothes don't make you butch. I believe women are born that way. I, I always believe that, but, you know. Did I, you wear dresses growing up or did your parents try to get you in dresses? Yes. Yes. But I always, then I had the pixie haircut and I think pixie was coded for, well, she's a tomboy before they called me a tomboy. You know, mm -hmm. so I believe that, you know, we are, fem well, I didn't say we all are. I'm speaking for all butches, no. Um, but we, I'm definitely a feminist. I'm definitely, I center women. Mm-hmm. Are you a lesbian separatist or? Well, not really. I, I think that there are spaces for everyone. There should be sovereign women's space, lesbian space, fill in the blank. But um, I can because I live in this capitalist society and I, I don't, I'm not a good camper. I'm not willing to go back to the land. I don't know how to do that so well. Um, so I, I have a lot of privilege, and a lot of comfort that I, I recognize now that I didn't grow up knowing in a blue collar, never taught to be, I was always taught to say, oh, gay people are gonna make our kids gay. It's like, well then by all accounts, all my teachers were straight, all my parents and relatives were straight. I should have been straight. And, Somehow, I ended up in a tie in Paducah at the Lesbian Cinema Sisters Film Festival. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, what message might you have for butch lesbians out there and radical feminists and lesbians? Radical feminists wouldn't consider me radical feminists, but um, I would say to the butch lesbians, be yourself. Always stand in your truth and speak your truth. And don't fall into any stereotype that you think you have to act or be, whether it's however you dress however you want to be, and if you stand in your truth. Yeah. What is the difference between a trans man and a butch lesbian? Well, if they are saying they're male, that they, are, they were born male, they're in the wrong body, they've changed everything to be male, we're not men. Our men or identify as men. Maybe some trans men say they're butch and that's their, their deal, I'm not going over there, but just because we look male and people say, well, who's the man in the relationship? So I always ask the men that ask me that, well, who's the man in yours? Uh -huh. You know, so I, I really, the difference, the difference is, is that we don't want to be men, that we're not men. Many times I've been trans and I, I don't know if that's an actual thing, I made it up because so many people approach me, whether they're queer uh, or trans, and they think that I am transitioning 
and they don't ask me if I'm butch. They don't ask me what, how I identify. And so I think it's interesting in the politics that they want to self-identify and it's literal violence against them for uh, misgendering them. But yet they will tell me, oh, how long have you been on T? Or when did you start your transition? Or how long have you transitioned? And when I say I'm a butch lesbian or I'm a lesbian, they're shocked, they recoil. I always ask the question, why do you get to suddenly identify me? Why do you tell me who I am if you don't want to be told who you are? And they won't answer that question either. Yeah, and have you ever been on T or bound your breasts or had any operations or anything like that? Did you ever want to? No. When you were being tranced by others? Oh, no, because it wasn't. I mean, even though the support, because I was older and I always loved being a woman. I always loved a woman being with a woman. And people will say, well, it's not the body parts and we're being trans exclusionary. And I'm like... I guess ultimately I am. I am a lesbian who loves women, and the whole point of that is, is I do, I'm not attracted to male body parts or male genitalia. And someone will say that's exclusionary, and I say I am accepting that term. I am, I am exclusionary. I mean, shouldn't we, all of us as individuals, have the right to say no to sexual advances from anyone for any reason? Well, under <laughs> patriarchy, there is no no. Women can't say no to men. So as soon as we say no to men. We are suspect, we are punished, we are beaten, we are killed. Lesbians are being killed in this world. I don't know if every day, but lesbians are killed for saying no to men all the time. And we are beaten or jailed for saying no to men all the time. So of course that is. Can you um, talk about the problematics of women wishing to be men or identifying as men and what that does to lesbianism in general? If they do actually become men and they're still dating women, is that a heteronormative pattern or? That's a huge discussion and a huge political debate and everyone's got a different opinion on that. So everyone's got their opinion. If someone becomes, a, and I have lesbians that I know that their partners transitioned to male and then said, well, we were never lesbians. We're now a straight couple. And you're denying her identity. You're denying your, your partner's lesbian identity and saying, well, now my identity takes precedent. Mine's more important for you to validate me. Do you think male supremacy in our general culture might have something to do with that? Well, I do in some ways. I mean, I've, I've talked to detransitioning women. I've read Blood and Visions. There's so many opinions, but I think the voices are valid. But of course, the patriarchy informs all, everything we do. Everything that we've been trained, we've either the carrot or the stick. You're either punished or rewarded for how close to straight, how close to perfect, how close to the privilege. You know, and a lot of us were rebels and a lot of us did not conform and some of us were punished more than others. And so in the lesbian community, if everyone's supporting you, doctors, teachers, whoever, and they're saying, oh, you can be trans, you're really a male, that's a huge, who wouldn't want to be supported and loved and cared for? And if lesbian is bad, or lesbian right. is whatever it is, the, the term, feminazi, all those things, right. and when so, we're othered, you know. So being a butch lesbian is kind of, it's like an act of resistance to, Always. to patriarchy. Always. You said in the beginning that you're the original gender nonconformists, yet in the trans narrative, they often will say that lesbian feminists and radical feminists are against gender non-conforming people, but yet I see butch lesbians as very gender non-conforming. That's why they don't want to address that with us, because they know that that's our truth, and they know that is the truth. I'm not saying anyone who wasn't gender non-conforming was doing whatever they were doing, a threat to their body, threat to their life, whatever, but to ignore the butch lesbians, to dismiss us, to erase, the, and if anyone can call themselves a lesbian, whether they're, if they're born a male and they say I was always a woman and now I'm, I'm a lesbian, with a lady, 
lady penis, we're we're standing against that. At ever, well, not all butch lesbians, but the ones I know and the radical yeah, feminists right I on. know, we're standing against that. PJ, solidarity. Awesome. <laughs> Any other parting words for our radical feminist and lesbian listeners? No, just we keep staying strong, support each other. Uh, we've got to stand together and, right and keep going. And and our lives, our community depend on all this and keep our words and keep, yes, language can change, but who we are, you know, we are lesbians, we are butch lesbians. Right on. You are listening to WLRN. Brought to you by the totally excellent radical feminists at Women's, Women's Liberation, Liberation Radio, Radio, Radio News. News. There continues to be a relentless persecution, coupled with widespread misunderstanding of butch lesbians. Many women, both heterosexual and lesbian, spread lies about who and what butches are and why. The old school line about butch lesbians pretending to be men in order to replicate the heterosexual dynamic with their feminine lovers still exists and has now morphed into a more literal interpretation, thanks to the cult of gender identity. Young people in particular, often the most evangelical devotees of transgenderism and queer theory, suggest that any woman with short hair and sensible shoes is a butch, while the real butches should pretend to be men if they're not already. So let's clarify who the butches are and the political underpinnings of their existence. Female butchness is the result of lifelong resistance of femininity, a way of being that is ultimately intrinsic to a woman's nature, making it largely effortless and unconscious in her daily life. This is what separates a true butch from a femme who attempts to mimic butchness on a superficial level. Butch energy, for lack of a better term, is something more profound than physical appearance. It cannot be assumed after a lifetime of adopted femininity. It cannot be created with a suit and tie or a motorcycle jacket and a buzz cut. Butchness is certainly observed in a woman's dress and physical appearance because so much of femininity is expressed at that level. But butchness is also the absence of feminine body language, feminine speech patterns, feminine social behavior, and the voice in the back of a woman's head policing her into satisfying the male gaze, a voice she's convinced herself is her own. Butchness is not a costume. It's not a performance of the artificial masculinity heterosexual men invented in opposition to femininity. Butchness is simply the absence of femininity in a woman. It is not a performance, but the lack of one. It's embracing the practical and the comfortable as the logical result of rejecting the artificial, the uncomfortable, and the impractical trappings of femininity. Butchness is in fact not an imitation of maleness. It is femaleness at its most authentic. A butch woman is a woman who isn't trying to make herself look like anything other than what she really is. She's a woman who doesn't put on an act sexually or socially for the male or heterosexual audience. The only similarity she shares with men is her insistence on being natural in appearance and physically comfortable in her clothes and shoes. A woman's natural face, her natural body, her physical comfort are not male imitations but female truth. 
It is femininity that's put together using artificial ingredients. It is femininity that's the costume, the performance, the unnatural. There's a reason butch women are read as lesbians by heterosexual society, and almost always are lesbians. Their rejection of femininity is tied to their rejection of the heterosexuality women's femininity serves. We can't separate gender performance from heterosexuality. Femininity and masculinity as behavioral guidelines for women and men respectively were developed in a heterosexual context for heterosexual purposes. That's why women who reject femininity and men who perform it are read as gay or lesbian, while lesbians who perform femininity and gay men who perform masculinity pass as heterosexual in public. Butch lesbians are the most visibly lesbian of all lesbians, and the ones least compliant with male rules for women. Thus, they are the lowest ranking women in the society-wide female hierarchy, especially if they are also racially oppressed. It used to be that butch girls only had to worry about being forced into dresses and feminine behavior by conservative lesbian-hating parents determined to make them fit the heterosexual female mold. Now, in addition to those traditional heterosexuals, butch lesbians are being threatened by the trans cult in girlhood, as well as adulthood. When controlled by the liberal heterosexual adult, a little girl who rejects femininity is not allowed to grow up into the glorious butch lesbian she very likely is. She's forced into a lifetime of drug dependency, needless health complications, surgical body modification, and a surface-level illusion of maleness that can never be made reality. Meanwhile, in adulthood, the butch lesbian is now treated with irrational skepticism by these same liberal heterosexuals and the rest of the non-lesbian population. Instead of being told to feminize, she is told to impersonate a man in order to justify her rejection of femininity. Butches who refuse the transgender cult are just as persecuted and condemned by liberal queer theory believers as they are by the religious right wing for refusing femininity. The only difference between the two camps being the method of forcing females to conform to heterosexual role playing. All of this is to say that butches continue to walk a lonely road where most people outside of their population do everything imaginable to make them disappear. Whether the heterosexist attacker is male or female, religious or secular, right-wing or left-wing, the core goal is ultimately always the same. Convince butch lesbians and the rest of the world that butchness is unnatural and wrong, a deviance that must be cured in order to preserve the masculine male, feminine female heterosexual order. Protecting, supporting, and celebrating butch lesbians is the baseline for genuine feminism, because the butch lesbian is by far one of the most oppressed women in the world. If butches are protected, supported, and celebrated, all other women benefit in the long run, and male power is fundamentally challenged. Butch oppression is integral to male power over females, as it discourages women and even lesbians from fully rejecting male regulation of womanhood and from being visibly lesbian. Lesbian visibility leads to a widespread awareness in women and girls that lesbianism is an option, a reality. That's one reason men seek to squash it completely and why their heterosexual handmaidens help them do it. This is why butchness matters. 
this is why butchness is a threat. And this is why we must protect butch lesbians. That concludes WLRN's 26th edition podcast for this Thursday, June 7th, 2018. Thanks for listening. And thank you to Pippa Fleming, our sisters at the Cinema Sisters Film Festival, and Paula Jealous for speaking with us and daring to live as butch. This is Jenna. WLRN releases its podcast the first Thursday of every month. See you then. Tune in next month for our 27th edition on women in the anti-war movement. Just in time for the 4th of July. I'm Julia, signing off. Today's podcast was produced with love, care, and radical vibes. Thanks for listening and supporting radical and lesbian feminist independent media. This is Maya, wishing you well from India. If you'd like to get in touch with the team of WLRN, send us an email at wlrnewscontact at the rate gmail.com. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Find the links to our social accounts on our website, wlrnmedia.wordpress.com. And speaking of social media, if you enjoyed this edition, please share it so that more women and girls can hear feminism in action. Until next time, I'm Natasha. You can help support our volunteer-run Radical Feminist Media Collective by visiting our website and clicking the donate button. 100% of your donation goes toward our audio production, merchandise, and our other activist efforts. Thanks for your help. This is Sekhmet Shiaul. Patriarchal kiss. How will we find what needs to be shown? And then after that, where is home? Tell me, where is my home? Cause gender hurts.